Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Here we are again. They're back, back, back again. The bitches are back. <laughs> Tell your friends. Did you get inspired because um, Eminem just performed at the Super Bowl? I did. I will say he was obviously not my favorite part of the performance when he was just there in a fucking hoodie when Mary J. Blige just decked out. I mean, that's how women are. I mean, I saw a tweet that was like, women have to work so much harder for the respect of this. And it was just like, my friends and I rolling up to the function, like all of the boys, the girls, Mm -hmm. like the outfits. It was so good, though. Like best halftime show. I just wasn't even really planning on paying attention or like really watching it. And I was like on my phone for maybe 10 seconds. I put my phone down. I was like, this is so Good. I was outside writing all day and like I Googled approximately what time is the halftime show? It told me approximately 530. So at 530, I went inside and I turned on the TV and they said, this is the beginning of the third quarter. And I was like, fuck, I missed it. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I watched it later on YouTube. But pretty good. Pretty good. There's just one person there that I wish wasn't there. <sighs> The person that was not advertised to be there, but everyone else on point as expected. It was like I have heard the rumors that Dr. Dre paid seven million dollars for the performance. Like that's how much it cost. Mm -hmm. Because typically Super Bowl performers don't get paid. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be like advertisement. Which is why like any time that like it's not like this crazy over the top stage and like Mm -hmm. especially because you think of these performers who like put on these like magnificent shows and you're like I'm sorry why is it like Maroon 5 just like standing in a circle or or Coldplay like it's because they I've never been more disgusted in my life there's just something about Adam Levine that just oh Oof. You are preaching to the choir. <laughs> I've I don't get it. I, I just... thought he was hot years ago, and but it's just like his personality has made him not hot to me. And then when I saw that performance, it made me as dry as possible. Like call me a fucking scone, yeah, a cracker. I... <laughs> Sorry, that's me. Excuse me. <laughs> But like truly, I just it makes sense when you find out like, oh, wow, they have to kind they're Mm -hmm. not getting paid to do it. And you essentially have to find allegedly a sponsor to cover the cost of the show or you're pitching it to the like to NFL to see what sponsor of theirs is going to cover it or you and like usually that's bare bones stuff or you have to like pay for that shit yourself. And like, yeah. Also, apparently dancers, I think up until maybe this year, don't quote me on it, were never paid because Mm -hmm. it was considered volunteer work. Yep, that's what I heard, too. But like, but then you think back to like Beyonce's performances that she's done, which have been so over the top, but she was dropping an album one time. But also she's a spokesperson for Pepsi and they sponsor it. 
So the one thing I want to figure out is Gaga's. What was the payment and like what was the promo Isn't for she that? A Pepsi person too? Oh, she might be. I think she, she might is. Be. That checks out. That does check out. Because you can pinpoint who have been the best performers, and it's Beyonce and Gaga besides this, mm-hmm. I think, personally. In recent years. Yeah. Like, Prince, when he did it, that was, like, amazing. Especially because it was raining during Purple Rain. Oh, Yeah. Magic. I know. Mods and I were looking at, like, the perf- Did you know that before, like, years ago, they used to have themes for the Super Bowl? And I was like looking on Wikipedia, dude, they're so fucking funny. I was like crying laughing. First of all, they literally had like the same performers come back over and over and over again, just like do it all the time. And then there was like this pivot. I think Mox was saying that he thought that that was like where that pivot was, which was like after Prince, that's when it became this like much more elevated thing. But I personally think based on my own very limited knowledge of music and like performers and shit i would say it starts with new kids on the block which (laughs) was when disney produced it and they sponsored it and that was disney coca-cola which i'm like ooh, the drama and then after that it was gloria estefan and then we get to michael jackson and then but what's the themes okay so the themes okay this is the funniest thing in the entire world so the themes started with the third super bowl which was america thanks is the theme what the fuck does that mean and i would also like a breakdown of being like to what level are these themes are these themes on internal memos or is there like does the audience know that this is the theme like are we seeing signage are they like personalized napkins like where the fuck does this theme come from and like again do we as the audience know that there is a theme then we have tribute to mardi gras salute to louis armstrong then one theme is happiness is then one theme 200 years and just a baby a tribute to america's bicentennial when did that end when did these themes end the thing they also did the Mardi Gras theme, I just want to say, like, nine times. And then they started I mean, it makes sense because it's in February. So, yeah. Oh, that does make more sense. But then they did a good amount of themes of, like, It's a Small World, which I'm like... Is it Disney? Yeah. Yeah. Disney used to, like, really get off on It's a Small World. Like... Truly. The wonderful world of Disney. Like, there were so many things that were just like, why? Because It's a Small World is kind of annoying. It is. Okay, so the last theme was choose or lose. What the fuck does that mean? Every other theme is like specific. Like, and what year was that? That was the Janet Jackson. Okay. You know, that was that year. But then the one previous to that, they didn't even do themes every year. Like every couple of years, they would just like skip a theme. But then the theme before that, which I completely understand why they did this, but just based on every other theme, I'm just so curious how much they were into themes because the theme before that was people who died in 9-11. Like it was a makes tribute, sense. which mm-hmm. that makes sense. But I am just so curious because that level, like everybody, I mean, Mott's, I didn't, I don't remember watching it because I was a child, but Mott said that like, it was a very, like, you knew that, like, that makes total sense. But I was mm-hmm. like, so did we know about these other themes? Like, was it the same level? And then I feel like they thought they couldn't end on that theme. So then they just picked one more okay but they skipped one they skipped they didn't have a theme between that year and the year after that and then they came back with the choose or lose whatever the fuck that means i wonder if that was a and that was pepsi i wonder if they were running some type of promotion 
where you would choose or lose something. Oh, choose or lose is an MTV pro-democracy campaign for Bill Clinton. But oh, I remember. Oh, it was that. for okay. Two that was for the 2008 presidential election. There was a song that went to it too. Yeah, they had a song. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So some of these themes are like blue on Wikipedia, so you can click on them. And some of the themes are just not. So I'm just know that they just came from their brains. But it's wild. Yeah, it was like MTV was making like voter awareness for because they were, you know, the voice of a generation. (laughs) And so like everyone was watching MTV. And so they had this like choose or lose thing. That makes sense. But but even with that, that campaign lasted for a few years like i feel like they just pulled it a few years ago i think it says 2016 like it's been around it's kind of like they yeah. partnered with rock the vote and stuff i will just say i just need to be known that my personal favorite theme is from 1995 and the theme is indiana jones in the temple of the forbidden eye <laughs> was it coming out <laughs> it's, it's like a promotion ride. for the movie i don't think it's a movie i think oh. it's just a ride oh yeah you're right yeah so how do you promote a disney ride Because Disney just had their hands in everything. No, I'm just curious what it looked like. It's a small world was like. (laughs) I know. It's just so fucking funny to me that like the Super Bowl like has all of these years of like cringy embarrassment that like no one's talking about. And the NFL's being like, we're great. Everything's amazing. And I'm like, um, I remember when you were like cringy as hell. They're still cringy as hell. Oh, fully. Fully, fully, fully. I guess I should introduce the show, actually. This isn't a Super Bowl talk (laughs) with Megan and Melissa. We love sports. (laughs) Sports, sports, sports. Balls to the face. This is, but am I wrong? Right? Yeah, this is, Mm -hmm. but am I wrong? We We have two podcasts in case you're confused. (laughs) And sometimes I don't know which one we are doing. And we are two people who coincidentally have actually never been wrong about anything ever in their entire lives. So we thought, why not make a podcast all about it where we tell all of you if you are wrong. And when you are being wrong, you submit your stories, things that have happened. We'll decide if you're the hero or the villain. And we'll do it in our own lives. Then we'll also do the pop culture, hot takes, current events. And then you can head on over to our Instagram to vote on who you think was wrong this week on every segment in this episode. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, that comes out on Friday, tomorrow, ideally. And if it doesn't, just know it will be out (laughs) Before, before the next episode so you should be following us on instagram so you can know it's only up for 24 hours to vote and if you vote wrong you will be put in vote timeout for one week where you have to think about what you did and how you're not going to vote incorrectly next time mm-hmm. oh i'm megan and i'm joined <laughs> by melissa <laughs> what up baby boy baby girl baby person baby per- baby person This is my baby person. Well, I guess we should let you all know what the results were for last episode. Desperately, I need the writer from the episode, from the specific one where we talked about, I think it was the title title of the episode. The sport, yeah. The sport one. We need a confirmation on what sport it was because there have been many interesting arguments on what people have said. We would like to know who was right. Okay, so this is for episode... 14. This is the first one we have, Melissa. Would you like to take it away? It's a, it's about you. And yeah, the results are divided. They're divided, which is expected. I mean, that's why I picked it. But I want to say, first of all, before we even get into it, 
these are supposed to be fun and lighthearted and not serious. And I got two or three very rude messages from people saying that women should choose what they want. They can put on their body what they want. Of course they can. This is just supposed to be fun. This is not serious. Oh, God. Yeah. But anyway, if you don't know what I'm referring to, I gave a little rant about thongs last week and I called them childish. And 53% said that I was wrong and 47 said that they love the thong. Thong, 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 thong. Thong, 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 thong. So, seems about right. And then someone also said, I was going to vote that you were wrong, but I'm wearing a thong right now and it's riding up my ass. So I chose I chose different. I truly think from the messages I received, I truly think it is so much about your ass Mm -hmm. and the specific thongs you own. But some butts, big or small, some butts eat your fucking underwear. And so some people, you find it more comfortable to have underwear that's meant to be eaten versus underwear that's not meant to be eaten. And I do want to say, I honestly think it might be leaning more towards small butts. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I rarely wear underwear, so I really don't have a, a true. dog she in this I don't have them on right now. Again, these are supposed to be fun. They are. Speaking of fun, the American healthcare system, my <laughs> next one. This is me versus uh, rescheduling surgery in the American healthcare system. 98% said the U.S. is wrong. 2% said I am wrong. Naturally, I will be going and finding each of those 16 people and figuring out if they voted right or wrong, just to know. Mm-hmm. Just to know what kind of viewer they are, what kind of listener they are. All right. And then the first write-in we had was about a girl who her friend hadn't officially asked her to be a bridesmaid. And 69% said that the writer is wrong and 31% thought the bride was. And we got an update from the writer who said, this was my submission. I think I am wrong. I just have strong middle child syndrome and I need to feel special. She still hasn't asked me in a way, but I am 100% one. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Mm self-awareness. Very into it. Okay, next we have writer number two versus their boyfriend who loudly cleans the kitchen late at night. 89% said her boyfriend. 11% said writer. This is definitely siding with who you are. If you are the late night cleaner versus the sleeper. Yeah. Some people said that the writer should wear headphones or earbuds or whatever they are. But as two people, Megan and I, are people (laughs) that do not like things in our ears, I would have to disagree. Okay. Writer number three versus the Quidditch teammate who wants to tattle that the writer is dating another teammate. 98% said that the nosy teammate was wrong and 2% said the writer. And we've also now since learned that the reason why it's called Ultimate because Frisbee is trademark. Yep. Interesting. Ultimate. Ultimate! (laughs) We have writer number four versus wanting to cut... A guy out of the friend group, 16% said the writer was wrong and 84% said the guy was wrong. So I am curious about this, about the writer being wrong part. Maybe it's because they want to cut the friend completely out instead of just having a conversation with them. Oh, yeah, that could make some sense. Yeah. Okay. And now you're wrong of the week. All right. My wrong of the week was Lena Dunham. I've sent... Looked into her and seen that people that we respect are friends with her. And it has made me, my thoughts for them go down. Here's the thing. She is the definition of like 
a Hollywood nepotism baby. Mm-hmm. And you usually see those people skating by and like being friends with all of these people and like all of that shit because like they're a, they're a secondary level of like protected. So weird. I know. 92% said Lena and 8% said that Lena haters were wrong. Yes. I also did enjoy the people who were like, I haven't even listened to this episode and I'm only voting on this one first because Mm -hmm. I know already. Okay. And then the last one wrong of the week was people who insensitively speak on suicide and who is wrong people who say it. And that was 98%. And then 2% said people who are hurt by it. I want to issue a thank you to everybody who messaged me and let me know that the updated terminology of speaking about this is not using the word committed. It is using died by. Thank you. I will keep that in mind. Mind and very much not my intention. And everybody who messaged me was like knew that it wasn't that. So thank you all for that. So take it away with our first segment, But Am I Wrong, where we are going to share something that has happened in our life or a hot take and we'll decide. Mine is electronic mail. Are you familiar with that? Uh, email? Yeah, that. Good. Got it. So emails. There's a lot of like bureaucracy and niceties that go into writing emails where you have to put like, hi, hope this finds you well. How are you doing? Blah, blah, all that stupid shit. I just want people just to send me a message. Pretend like it's a text message, but in business form. Just send a message and tell me what you want. We do not need to go through all these nice words, these flowery words. We don't need to also like say, Perm, I say this because, you know, I'm trying to be respectable because that's how it works in the emails. You know, like per my last email, this information was there when I really just want to screenshot the email and just put a screenshot of the email in the new email when they ask about it. I feel like it's a waste of time. You know, all those like studies where they do the productivity thing and show like how much time has been wasted by doing these things. And I feel like probably like an hour a day is wasted on being nice in emails. I fully agree with you. I saw a TikTok of someone saying that it took them like an hour and a half to write an email. Because they think that they have to, there's a right way and a wrong way. I mean, with emails that I send, I send them to someone else to read because I know how I think. And so I'll send it to my assistant slash sister who will read it and then be like, "Uh, you need to lighten this up and then give me suggestions on it. Why? Why? I truly wish everyone communicated on email like you, me, and our shared manager. Mm -hmm. Like there is none of that shit like and I I hate it I also like do not think that it is worthwhile I do not think that it is helpful Mm -hmm. and I think that if it was something that we were doing that like helped people feel less like targeted and helped people feel supported it doesn't every work email translates to the exact same thing like you're not getting less stress because like someone saying like, hey, blah, like, you know, like we're all reading between the lines of that kind of shit. And it's just not helpful. Like I think in bullet points, like send me an email of specific bullet points that you need me to do. And if there are too many words and it's all of that flowery shit, I've forgotten what the like, I don't want to decipher it. I love a bullet pointed email where I can just like copy and then just go in between and just give my answer to each one. Great email. Great it's email. so much better. I'm 100% with you. 100%. I hate it. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. 
side note, I thought about how, which you probably didn't have to learn how to do this in school, but I did because by the time you came along, email was the norm. We had to learn how to write memos. What the fuck's a memo? Like a memoranda, you know, voice memo on your phone. So like it came from this word called memoranda where it'd be memos where you would write like a typed out professional email. It wasn't even an email, a typed out professional basically letter, but it's called a memo because it's business. And there's a specific way to do it. And you had to print it out and then like give it to people. (laughs) And you could do like full office ones where everybody would give it, but it was before email existed. Whoa. Yeah. I never actually had to use it in a professional setting because emails were around by that time, but I did learn how to write them in school. Wow. That's like the people who had like cursive lessons where I'm like, I I learned a bit of cursive, but we spent way more on typing. Yeah, I learned cursing. And I already knew, like, I remember when I like got to eighth or seventh grade, whenever you had typing class. And I was just like, I already know how to do this. This is wasting my time. And I would like type my things lesson and then be done with it. And then I would play Oregon Trail or something. That was the best part. I loved all those fucking games, yeah. though. I always got stumped, though, because it would inadvertently always be a spelling lesson, which would which would then, like, slow me down. Not Oregon Trail, but, like, all the typing lessons. Yeah. Where I, my teachers are like, you're typing really fast. You're doing really well. You just don't know how to spell. It's not like you're hitting the wrong keys. Like, you think those are the right keys. But also, spell check is there for a reason. Truly. Truly. So I don't think you're wrong on this at all. Thank at you. all. I think that I want everybody to adopt this along with a four-day work week. Mm-hmm. It would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. So my but am I wrong is uh related to the last episode of Don't Blame Me. Wait, no, the one where Mots was on, the one that uh we talk about his like broken hand. And mine is me versus my neighbors. Okay. And we're not, everybody collectively, let's all agree, nobody's telling Mots that I'm talking about this because he will be annoyed with me because <laughs> he talks a big game when it comes to talking shit about them, but like, is like, don't, don't post anything about no it. No follow don't, through. Don't, yeah, zero follow through. So we hate our neighbors. I'm not going to get into the details of it all. When we move, I will get into the details of it all. But we have this constant back and forth drama of our shared driveway. So we pay more in rent and Because of that, it's bigger and we also have more yard and it's only two people and it's like we're in a duplex. And along with us paying more in rent is that we have a garage spot and we have the spot next to our garage to park if we want. But it's all one shared driveway. When they first moved in, they asked if they could switch garages with us. And so we would have to move all of our shit from our side to their side because they wanted that extra spot. And I was like, no, we actually like pay for that. And they were like very annoyed and upset by it. They're like, well, we have two cars. And I'm like, so do we. Okay. So constantly for years, years and years and years that we've been dealing with this is that they block me in basically every day, every time that I park on park in the driveway, they will block me in. And when I am not parked in there, they will park their car at the very edge of the driveway so I can't block them in. But if I park at the edge of the driveway, they will call me or text me and tell me to pull farther in so they can park behind. And anytime I do that to them, they just pull their car out and go, you can drive in, we'll park behind you. So constantly, I am the one who is being blocked in. This has been a issue for years. I have been late to auditions. I've missed doctor's appointments all because of this. And the response has always been, well, just let us know 
ahead of time when you're going to need to move your car so we can move the car. And I'm like, okay, sure. In theory, that would be great. But sometimes I'm running late. Sometimes I'm not thinking about it. I have to go to one specific room to then see if you're blocking me in. You could just as easily text me when you block me in and let me know that you blocked me in. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to be the one to go like, you blocked me in. You tell me you blocked me in, not me having to wait to figure it out. They refuse to do any of that shit. And anytime I ask them to like move the car, it takes fucking forever. And so this is just, again, been just like a power fucking struggle between us. And I basically got really fed up before this last time. The time before last was when I was picking a friend up at the doctor's and I ended up being an hour and a half late because they just were not responding to anything. And I could hear them inside. And I was like, answer the fuck like just let me out let me the fuck out so I got the call a couple weeks ago when Mott's hurt his hand that he was in the ER and I am burst into tears I'm like panicked freaking out and I run outside I like threw clothes on run outside and they're blocking me in so I text them and I say hey it's an emergency I need you to move the car immediately no response call no like nothing no response at all and I'm just like following up following absolutely nothing. So then Matz's brother comes and picks me up and takes me to the hospital. And they finally respond about 30 minutes later with being like, oh, let me just verbatim actually read what they said. Can move the car like 20 minutes after ask them to move. They said can move in 20 minutes on a Zoom call. And then I respond, well, it was an emergency. So I had to have someone take me to the ER where Matz is. If you're going to block me in and there's an emergency, you have to move the car immediately. No response from them absolutely none. And then they started a new text thread to ask me to move my car yesterday so it wouldn't appear underneath that last text message that they never responded to. And I definitely was petty about it this next time. So I waited exactly 20 minutes to text them back when they asked me to move the car. And then I told them that I could move the car in 20 minutes. I was on a Zoom call. Hmm. Well, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I think you did exactly what needed to be done. They got a taste of their own medicine and fuck them. I fucking hate them. And I do this every time. And it's like they truly like don't give a shit or care or like think that we are equally as valid in this. And I tr- I think it de- 100% boils down to ageism. Like I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like I think they see me and him like as like, kids and also because I work from home I think I think there's some sexism in there but I think it's majority ageism this pisses me off so much it makes me so fucking mad and like by the way I said it was gonna take me 20 minutes I moved it at like 10 minutes like I was like I still managed to move the car faster when it's not an emergency like what the fuck do you like what would they have done if like it had happened here and then suddenly they hear sirens and an ambulance has to come because they won't let me fucking out of the driveway Like, I think your Zoom call will understand. Mm -hmm. Oh, it just pisses me the fuck off. So there we go. And can't wait to move. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Should we get into uh, But Are You Wrong? Let's do it. So this is the segment where we read your submissions, your emails, And we let you know if you are in the wrong. So if you want to send us one, keep it under 300 words. Email it to buttamywrongpod at gmail.com. And if possible, we love when you read it out loud ahead of time to yourself. 
so you know that it is making sense and you're including all of the correct information. And if you're going to use pseudonyms, please don't use abbreviations. Use full names because our brains cannot track that. The synopsis, though, not fire. Also make sure that it is 300 words or less. I want to reiterate that because we will not use it if it is over that amount. If we can physically just look at it and tell that it's over that amount, we're not going to use it. And if that sounds, you know, like a little buzz in your ear, like that's me, resubmit it with a summary. We don't want to like decline it. We like Mm -hmm. would love. It's just it's too long. Yeah. Okay. You want to take it away? All right. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am 23 years old and my pronouns are she, her. My situation is such as last fall, I set my friend Lana up with my friend Luke and they kind of started hooking up dating. This didn't bother me at all as I was rooting for them. They have since stopped. One night I hung out with Lana and her friend from a couple years back, Joanna, and we really hit it off. Joanna and I then started hanging out and eventually we started dating. We did not tell Lana about this because Joanna was still figuring things out regarding her sexuality and is something we discussed because I have been out as gay for about five years now and she doesn't know how she identifies yet. We then decided to spend New Year's together in a different city with her family, and Lana found out. Lana made a whole scene about us not telling her before and has now distanced herself from both me and Joanna. Lana claims she believes she deserves more and has made me feel like a terrible friend for not telling her immediately. However, I believe that it's not really her business who Joanna or I date. Am I in the wrong for thinking that we did nothing wrong in this situation? Names have obviously been altered for privacy. All love, and I love both of your podcasts. This is hard. I would personally, my immediate reaction to finding out that like one of my friends was dating my best friend and I had no idea, my initial selfish reaction would be devastated that I didn't know. And then I would be like, oh shit, what, like, Again, this is a very selfish way of thinking that like I would internalize this process. I wouldn't spew it out on my friend, but I would be like, why didn't they feel comfortable telling me, wow, this really sucks that I wasn't able to like be a safe place for them to come to or feel like they couldn't come to. And then I would probably talk to myself out of being like, well, we haven't discussed my friend's sexuality. Mm -hmm. And also I don't, everyone's own sexuality is their own journey. And like, this isn't about me. They don't owe that to me. And there is that like kind of complicated thing in there of, this isn't just like a right, like a, a friend dating a friend, sort of like a setup thing. This is like also involves like identity. There's two different things at play here. But even if if you started dating Sydney, my initial reaction, I would just be like, "What the fuck? Why didn't you tell me?" I would mostly <laughs> be upset that you'd be more like, "I'd be like, when did either of you <laughs> come out?" No, but I think that's part of it. But yeah. I would also be like, "Sydney, you're engaged. Like, are we, does <laughs> he too. know?" Like, I thought we were pretending like he didn't exist oh, no, no. in this situation. No, but I would. My big thing, though, and I kind of think that this might be what she's feeling, is that, like, my initial reaction is like, oh, my God, you guys were hanging out without me. I have FOMO. Yes, it's the FOMO, but it's the sexuality thing, too. But also, I feel like if two people that are friends start dating, they may, like, not share as like with other people as well because they're still trying to figure out things between them, even if the sexuality isn't in play. They're 
trying to figure out, you know, what we actually are to each other. Is this going to be serious before you bring someone in that knows both of you? It makes things more complicated and you may not be able to figure out what you actually mean to each other because you have this third party that's like looking down like my friends are dating, you know? Yeah. I think that you shouldn't feel bad at all. Like, I think you as the person who is already, I don't know if you said you're publicly out, but like you're personally out. Yeah. That like you are correct in the sense that like, yeah, that is not your thing to share if like she's not ready to share that. But I also don't think like she's wrong. I think Lana is like wrong in the sense of being like, Mm -hmm. you can feel however you want to feel, but you have to filter out those feelings and then process them and then be like, okay, this isn't about me. Let me think about this shit. Yeah. But yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, why are you so mad? Right. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong in either of our beautiful blue and brown eyes. Our dry ass eyes. (laughs) We both suffer from chronic dry eyes. (laughs) Maybe that's why we're so cold hearted. (laughs) Eyes are just dry. Yeah, we're big fans of artificial tears here. Okay. So next up, we have, hi, Megan and Melissa. Thank you for all that you do. You are welcome. I am 22 and I use she, her pronouns. My parents got divorced four years ago, my mom being the one to initiate it. I hadn't always had the closest relationship with my dad, but because of the housing circumstances, I ended up living with him and I stay at his house whenever I'm home from college. We have gotten a lot closer and he has put a lot of work into himself. My mom immediately got into a relationship following the divorce, which was her prerogative, but I was not ready to hear about it or be a part of that relationship. I was healing from the divorce and her boyfriend and I didn't have much in common. I didn't feel like she respected the fact that I didn't want to hear about it. A few years later, my dad asked it if it was okay for us to talk about his dating life. I had healed a lot, was older, and in a place where I was ready to talk about it. He told me he was seeing a woman that he really liked. I ended up meeting her and I truly love her and think that they are amazing together. We have a lot in common and I find it easier to relate to her as a woman. However, my mom doesn't like that I have a relationship with her and she has cried to me about it, telling me that I am her daughter and she doesn't like the idea of me also having this relationship with someone else. I have younger siblings, my parents still respectfully co-parent and they told each other about their new partners before they told us. Am I wrong for having a better relationship with my dad and his girlfriend than my mom and her boyfriend? No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Your mother needs therapy or at least a good self-help book. But like, yeah. you cannot emotionally unloading onto your children like that and like putting that responsibility onto them, even if they are grown up like adults, is not like this is about your family. This is about mm-hmm. your parents and like those People who are your parents and that stuff, like, no matter how old you are, that relationship still stands there, whatever you decide to do with that relationship. But, like, you can't be, like, friend to friend, adult to adult conversation when it's about, like, your parents and family. Like, you are still the kid there. Right. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's just your mom's jealous that you don't have the same type of relationship with her. But no two relationships are the same. And some people relate to other people in a different closer way so yeah i think parents who feel like in these like you know amicable quote-unquote divorces or like respectful co-parenting situations you're not picking sides but if you were picking sides that is also you're allowed to do that like Mm -hmm. that is a very valid thing and like as a parent you can't control that or 
try and manipulate that in a I mean you can but like I don't that's not the right thing to do and ultimately will backfire right not wrong at all is it time for a break yep it's time for a break okay we will take a quick break and we'll be right back Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's episode is brought to you by... A sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAME ME. 
In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Oh, wow, we're back. 
with a beautiful performance. Thank you. It was like scatting. But in the Matrix. Yeah, that's a good reference. Yeah, I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you understand who my influences are. Of course, I am a a fan. Mm -hmm. I truly am of your hybrid new age music. Coco, uh, I know that you have recently worked with Snoop Dogg. Feel (gasps) free to share that. He can use it for something, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Ricky, Dylan, Snoop Dogg, Melissa, collab of the century. (laughs) I would die. (sighs) Okay. The next one is also Lana. Just remember that. I'll call this one Lana. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So everyone in this story is 24. I'm in a relationship with Zach and my lifelong friend Lana is in a relationship with a guy named Dan. Zach and Dan grew up together and kept an active friendship into 2021. Lana and I remain very close, though she lives three hours away with Dan and with busy schedules, we rarely talk. Last night, Lana texted me asking about this situation. Dan had received a message from another childhood friend, Sally, who's single and close with all of her male friends, including Zach and his roommate, John. Sally had Snapchatted Dan asking, do you think I'm pretty? With no other context. Dan told Lana and she got upset. Dan and Sally are admittedly very close and act like siblings around each other. However, Lana doesn't trust Sally and texted me to ask what I think. I get along with Sally and truly don't think she's a threat to Lana's relationship, though I talked through it with her and generally validated her feeling annoyed and upset. I had suggested a short message from Dan to Sally saying, hey, that's kind of a weird question to ask. And it feels disrespectful to my relationship. I'm um, trying some voiceover stuff. Then Zach and John get a call from Sally and Dan sending her a harsh message about overstepping boundaries and offending his relationship. Turns out she was just asking for a TikTok and was also going to message Zach as well. It sparked a debate between Zach and I about whether Sally should be excused because it was just Sally or if Lana's feelings should be validated. I didn't tell Lana how upset Sally got and Zach and John agreed with Dan's message isn't the same guy they grew up with. Am I wrong for siding with Lana? Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Okay, so... Sally is out here messaging people just for a TikTok reaction. First of all, I think those are stupid. Second, um, if she was going to do that and thought it was like funny and a joke, then maybe tell, you know, the gal friends that you're also friends with, like, let's give them a heads up because I do think it's disrespectful and uncalled for. And I do think she overstepped boundaries. Yeah, I would never do that to a friend who's in a relationship. No, you send things on Snapchat because you don't want them to be seen again. So therefore, it makes it even more suspicious looking. Sorry, but I think you're wrong (laughs) for like being so nice to her about this whole thing. Like, I don't think you should have even gotten the middle of it at all. This should have just been hand. I know she's probably, Sally's probably confiding in you, but this should have just been between Dan and Sally and Lana. Yeah, I don't know why we're saying that like Dan's message was super harsh and like not the guy they grew up with or whatever. But like, I'm also like, if this was like a prank and like a joke and a thing for TikTok, 
and she's upset with his response to it. What did she expect? That sounds like she expected some flirtation mm-hmm. or like that that she thought that what she did was totally fine and not even that it was like, if it was a joke, why can't his answer be funny? If it was a joke, why is no one laughing? Yeah, that's what I'm like. So what it, what was the correct response in your eyes then, Sally? If it's a joke, what did you want him to say? And then why are you upset with like, and saying that like it was way too harsh and like all of that kind of shit. Like, no, this seems like you have a flirtatious relationship. Anyone who says like brother, sister relationship, Mm -hmm. but their girlfriend is like, no, it doesn't feel like that. Like, no, that's who you have to kind of respect. And like, it is disrespectful to their relationship, especially because like Lana doesn't, has had some feelings about this situation and their relationship. So I do low-key, like, think that you are wrong because I do think that right now everybody is getting the blame except for Sally, and Sally's the one who, like, did all of this. Right. And it feels like everybody's like, "Mm, no, I mean, you know, like, Lana's like, her feelings need to be validated. Like, well, no. And Dan feels the same way. So, like, as a couple, they feel the same way that this was not right. And also... Dan told Lana about that text message, which indicates this was a thing. Like it Mm -hmm. was, whether it was like weird or funny, like he didn't keep it private and secret. Like he said that. And also, have we even seen the TikTok? Like what's the TikTok? Right. What did the TikTok end up being? This just feels like not. This is the TikTok. This whole story is the TikTok now. Yeah, truly. This started out as a joke, but it's a bad joke. It's a bad prank. Pranks should be fun. Everyone should laugh at the end. There shouldn't be anything that hurts anyone else's feelings and tries to set people up into like a trap or something. Yeah. And also like the whole thing of like, well, I was going to like if the roles were reversed in this situation and like you want to have friends who respect your relationship and like most importantly, your partner who respects your relationship. But like you want to have friends who do that. And like It doesn't seem like she is with, like, anyone, and she just so happened to, like, text him before she texted your boyfriend. And that's just, to me, I'm, like, as somebody who's friends with guys in relationships with girls, like, no, I would never. Mm -mm. I just wouldn't do that. Like, no. Imagine if I said that to Mott. Like, what? That's what I mean. Like, my closest friends could do that to Mott, and I would just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's so it's not funny and it's, it's just not. weird. Yeah, I don't know why I feel like all of the fingers are pointing at the wrong person. Yeah. Okay. Last one. My friend and I, both 19, female, she, her, have always had issues around our birthdays. My friend was born a day before me, which is always made for awkward celebrations. Last year, my boyfriend and I planned to go away for the weekend to celebrate. About a month out, I invited some of our friends to come with us. My friend got really upset about this because it fell on her birthday and she wanted to do a boat party, which I didn't know. She said she was worried no one would come anymore, and I apologized, saying that it was an oversight on my behalf, but I would still be going away as my boyfriend and I had planned. Only my boyfriend's friends came and one of our girlfriends, the rest going to her party. This year, I suggested a joint dinner, drinks, and she agreed. We made a list and both invited two of our friends outside of our group. She asked if she could add some people from another school and I agreed. I didn't realize that would be 10 extra people that I didn't know and hadn't met before. I didn't say anything for a while, but then three more people were added and decided to say something. 
I told her that I was concerned about how many people were going because I had agreed to pay part of the cost. She apologized that she didn't run it past me before saying that I planned something on her birthday last year and she was upset about it, so this wasn't that big of a deal. I told her I would pull out from the party if she was going to hold guilt over my head for something that happened a year ago that I had apologized for. Am I wrong for calling her out? <laughs> no. No. Not at all. I'd be pissed off. Are your birthdays in August? <laughs> this is big Leo energy. This is like, it can get kind of like complicated and like messy in that sense. But like, you either have to like, one person needs to be like, oh, my bir- I'm going to celebrate my birthday the week after or the week before. Or one person celebrates their birthday the week before their your actual birthday. And then one of you does the birthday celebrations a week after. Or you both compete for your birthday every year. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the two options that you have. Because it doesn't seem like either of you want to be the one to concede of like the actual birthday day celebration. But I don't think you're wrong for calling her out. I would be super fucking annoyed. I'd be so annoyed if I've said I'm paying for half this party and then she just keeps inviting all these extra people. Fuck that. Like, no, go away. And also, like, she was mad last year, but like almost everyone ended up going to hers anyway. Yeah. Who cares? This is fine. I I don't think you're wrong at all, but I do think in order to solve this, you have to both decide and be on the same page Mm -hmm. or you will have like bride wars level of your birthday like every year. And then your poor friends are having to decide. Okay, now it is time for But Are They Wrong? Where we will share current events, things that are happening, people, places, things, and we will pitch it to each other, Mm -hmm. decide who was wrong, and then you'll vote. So who would you like to nominate? Oh, we also call this Rachel of the Week. Yes, Rachel of the Week. I would like to nominate the state of Florida as a whole. They're wrong all the time but specifically they've been banning a lot of books well they even banned mina harris's like book about children like it's a child book like they've banned that like what is wrong with them also their stupid governor is supporting this bill that's coming through that discusses like sexual orientation and gender identity that it can't be discussed in primary school so you can't even use the word like gay in primary school and the bill is called don't say gay yep what is wrong with them like seriously what is wrong with these people the thing that is baffling to me is that like the mental gymnastics that they have to go through where truly they could just get up there and say hi i'm homophobic and racist but they have to jump through all of these fucking hoops to try and be like i'm not at Mm -hmm. all this is the reason why And I'm like, so many words. This is a meeting that could have been an email. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's so backwards. It feels like with everything politically right now, we're going. Yeah, they're literally like just turning the clock back and it's frustrating. Yeah. It's really frustrating. And it's also just like the lack of like knowledge and understanding and like critical thinking that these people have, Mm -hmm. which I'm like. You do understand that, like, when you're saying that, like, saying two dads, someone having two dads is sexualizing them. So is someone saying that they have a mom and a dad. Like, what, like, you can't have this of being, like, innately, like, as gender identity and sexual orientation is innately sexual when being cis and being straight is gender identity and sexual orientation. It's the same thing. It's truly the same thing. Anyone just take the time just to Google Florida. 
I mean, there's stupid stuff happening all around the United States, but just type in Florida, go to the news tab. We've got a retired Florida police captain is standing trial for killing a man in an argument about texting in a movie theater. What? Yeah, Florida's not well. Florida County clerk had a typo like for people getting tickets and the typo, quote unquote typo, it wasn't a typo, but it was like the typo that it sent people to a site selling Trump merchandise. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. My heart goes out to anybody who is left or uh, liberal living in Florida. Mm hmm. Seems like a very fucking scary place. Yeah. Yeah. Someone from Florida is the one that suggested that we discuss this. I was actually going to discuss it anyway, but there we go. Maybe Disney World needs to move out of there. Well, I mean, it's not like Walt Disney was out here being... Wasn't he... Mm Anti-Semitic? Oh, okay. Yeah. So mine is more international. Okay. My Rachel of the Week, it's a combination of the Olympic Committee mm-hmm. and Russian Olympic team, whatever, mm-hmm. the ROC. Yeah, this is going to be my second thing. Oh, this is fucking insane. If you have not read up on this, there's a 15-year-old. Her name's Camila. I don't necessarily feel like she needs to be like... She's a product of her environment. 100%. Yes. But like... Okay, she's a 15-year-old Russian figure skater. And so she tested ahead of the Winter Olympic Games positive for a banned substance. Not just a banned substance, but a banned substance that's a performance enhancement. Yes, it's a performance enhancing substance. Mm -hmm. And so it has now been determined that she will still be allowed to compete in the event. No medal ceremony that they're holding off on giving her the medal for the future ceremony that she's competing in, like, I think it's this week, until the investigation is complete. Arbitrators say that the decision was because the athlete is considered a quote-unquote protected person due to her age, adding that it would be unfair to suspend her and would cause her irreparable harm. And she has been, like, favored to win this, and she was tested positive for trimetazine, I think it's called, and it's a heart medication that increases blood flow to your heart. And Adam Rapon, who is a figure skater, has had wonderful threads on this on Twitter, if anyone wants to look into this. And the direct parallels between how this is being handled versus Shikari Richardson, who tested positive for weed. And weed is a substance that there are these things called T... I forget the abbreviation, but there are certain medications that are like you need them to function, you need them for life, and you can get an exemption written. Simone Biles takes stuff for, she has ADHD. She takes medication for her ADHD. There are also different, if you have a heart condition, you can take your heart medication. You you file all of these things, and weed is one of those things that you can file for. It is not universally banned, and specifically, it is not banned at all on your off season and not when you're competing. Mm-hmm. This drug that sh- the the Russian figure skater took is banned across the board. You cannot get an exemption written for this drug and you cannot take this drug even when you're not competing on the off season, any of that. So those two things are wildly, wildly different. And the whole thing that they're riding on is the fact that Shakari Richardson is an adult, quote unquote, who had to choose to do this versus this skater who is a 15 year old. And I think it is incredibly sad that this kid was surrounded by people who did this to her. 
how much she is culpable for and responsible for, there is a cap to that because she's 15. Like, there's only so much responsibility that she can have and knowledge that she has. And even if she knew what she was doing, she asked for it, she sourced it from them, All she got, she like went to a specific doctor to get the prescription, all of that. She's still not more responsible than the adults in her life. Mm-hmm. Even if she did all of that, she's still not more responsible. But the idea that we have to treat a child in an Olympic sport where she's competing against adults differently, she's not scored differently because she's a child. Like right. she's not, she's, there's all of these things that now suddenly we care about the irreversible damage and harm this would cause her. What happened to Sh- Shikari Richardson took that because her, she smoked weed because her mom just died and she was dealing with that. Like, and that THC is not a performance enhancing drug no, at all. if anything, that would slow her down. It was more impressive. Yeah. Like, and the whole thing is just like so overtly racist and like. The fact that, like, ROC is even allowed to compete at all is not fair to any of the other athletes who are constantly having to go through the drug testing, having to do all of this shit, and, like, they're competing. And the sad part is, is, like, Adam Rapon like, pointed this out, like, the the drug that she took doesn't make her a better figure skater. It doesn't make, it doesn't take away from her innate talent, her flexibility, like, her style, her, her, her gracefulness, nothing. It is just, and it's an unnecessary thing, and it's a mistake that they did that they should have to, like, abide by the same rules as everybody else for, and, like, it's just so abundantly clear that, like, the rules do not apply for her, and it's just so fucked. I also am like, why the fuck? Like, are you in the pocket of Russia? Are you getting money from this? Because I'm like, how shitty they were at treating the Olympic gymnast with Larry Nasser. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sure that it's probably a different committee who does the summer and winter Olympics, but just the cherry picking when we're calling someone a child in this situation and we're like concerned about that, yet you are putting them through this excruciating thing and like all of this work and all of this kind of shit that now it's being like, we're going to bend the rules for you. And like, I can't imagine how demoralizing and like frustrating that must be for every other fucking athlete. And also you are doing this girl a massive disservice. Like you care about her mental health. You think this will cause irreversible damage and harm. Sign her up for therapy. Yeah. Immediately. Like, that's what you do. And you, like, put them on a much tighter ban and they're not allowed to do this at all. But, like, the fact that they got banned for doping and then they were just, all they had to do was change their name and that's it. Messed up. Like, it's just so fucked up. And these kids are casualties in all of this. And this happens only in the Olympics all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. And, like, until this shit can get figured out, like, you can't make exceptions for, like, drugging children, regardless of how much they participated in this. Like, she was drugged if you're going to say that, like, we don't know how responsible, start a criminal investigation. Don't make her perform in the Olympics. Like, this is so clear. You are just doing this for your fucking pocket. Ugh. I hate it. I hate it, too. But in happy news, did you see Simone Biles just got engaged? Yes, I did. So uh, cute. I, like, yelped as if I knew her. I was like, ah, I was so Their excited. pictures. Ugh. Beautiful. Well, they're both stunning. Yeah. Like, they're obsessed with each other. Like, Mm -hmm. what they post for each other on Instagram all the time, like, it's just, like, so cute. And I'm just so happy for her. Oh, she deserves everything. Absolutely everything. (laughs) That is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you want to go leave a review, we would love that so much. And if you want to send a submission in for But Are You You. Wrong, send us one at butamirongpod at gmail.com. 
And again, make sure to head on over to our Instagram to vote on who you think was wrong for every segment on today's episode. Slide into our DMs if you have anything you want us to talk about specifically, anyone you want us to nominate for Rachel of the Week. That's it. Okay, that is it. We will circle back. Circle back. We'll be back. Bye. Goodbye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.